Michael, Michael, fee fi fo cycle. Oh, Hava, how are you? Wow, it is really annoying to me that you intercepted my incredibly long buildup to asking how are you uh, by asking me how I am. Did you ask me how I was? No, I was still in the middle of playing the name game. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. <laughs> when you so cruelly cut me off. I have imagined that when you were younger, you were like really enthusiastic about games like Red Rover. Hmm. I guess I liked Red Rover. I was more of a pretend. Any game that involved pretend was was more my my thing at that age. What first-person shooter is your boyfriend playing in the background right now? <laughs> it's Fallout. Oh. He is a connoisseur of the Fallout universe. I, I love that Fallout 1, Fallout 2 style, bird's eye view walking around Dungeons & Dragons yeah. style. I'm sure you two could talk about that for hours. I think I just received an email. Yes! Yes! What? Boo, yeah. I wrote an email on behalf of us to... Aww a publishing company about a book oh. that we should talk about on our show. Oh. And they wrote back and they were like, yeah, we'll send you two copies. Wow. That's cool. Wow. We're celebrities. Kind of. I don't know. I guess so. Just let me live my fantasy, okay? Yeah, yeah. There's no need for you to bring it down with your negative attitude. This is what gets me in trouble. I realize my personality type is find woman, have her divulge her fantasy to you. Then try to give her your fantasy. Burn out. Run away from woman. Feel shame. Repeat. Oh. This is my thing. This is my thing. Wow. Because I thought I was giving you your fantasy. Well, actually. I think that's what makes it work, you know? Our fantasies right. are aligned. The, the feedback loop, the Ouroboros, is what makes it continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway... Back to how I am. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? Baruch Hashem, obviously. I'm in a weird mood. I'm very sleepy. I stayed up too late last night playing a video game, and then I had a really weird dream. But that was really fun. I was in a big car with like my entire family, like extended family. 90% of the dream was them having an argument. You know, that kind of argument where like every person is arguing with a different person in the group. It's just like overflowing. And then... The last 10% of the dream was I just walked away from the argument and lay down in the back of the car and started singing a song and slowly everyone else joined in until the whole thing became a spontaneous sing-along. Wow. See, yeah, so that wow. was a very sweet little dream. So that's good. I went to the doctor and got some blood drawn today. That was whatever. Hey, wait it's a minute. really hot. When are your boobies coming in? January. You okay. know that. Oh, uh, did I know that? Okay. Yeah, for sure. Is there like a tracking number associated with like uh, <laughs> inserts? Well, it's not. That's not. They won't order them until much closer to the time. I actually ordered some rugula online from New York City. Uh, uh huh. And so it's a similar situation. Very similar. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I ordered something. It comes from far away, and then and then you put it in your bra, and then you put it in your body. Yeah, and then I put it in my right. bra. Okay, what else is what else is going on? Uh, what's what else is the haps? I finished writing that article I was writing, so that feels good to have off my plate. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Everything is just colored by my sleep deprivation right now. I was taking a nap before I got up to have this recording call with you, so I feel like I'm barely in this world. 
It's fucking hot. That's a big part of my life right now. <laughs> you have that monster AC system, like installed. I know, but it's too expensive to run it all the time. Really, it is. Our electric bill was really high this month. How much was your electric bill this month? One hundred and eleven bucks. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And I've been like not running the AC freely. Like I've been really pushing my limits in terms of like keeping the house warm. So that's just how it is. My birthday is coming up. I know. That's exciting. I know. Most important day of the year, the locutus around which the rest of the year rotates. Yeah, one of the many Jewish New Year's. <laughs> the primary one, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I'm fucking just doing my best to chill and keep it chill. I'm ready for it to be fall. Fall is my favorite season here. That's still a long time away, though fucking my cat is being really cute you know just the usual usual bullshit i'm up to oh someone introduced me to a really cool and new halachic source from my paper that i'm writing oh so now i have this like really big project of translating a relevant section and it's like a really big escalation in terms of linguistic challenge oh. so it's kind of a nice thing to have on my plate that's the haps with me what's up with you you know i'm just grumpy i was real grumpy Typical. No, i haven't been grumpy for a while no you haven't it's true you deserve credit for your positive attitude thank you but i've just had a negative attitude for the last few hours but then i got that email about the book review we're going to be able to do so that made me feel right better. and now you've been uplifted uh, i feel uplifted and i'm excited i'm very excited for this episode and what you're going to talk about <laughs> yeah this is going to be a fun one this one's just going to be pure hijinks okay great 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 all the way through so today it was that your way of segueing into our material for the day yeah 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 no one wants to hear about me today trust me i mean they do the listeners literally come to the podcast waiting to hear how you're doing but if you want to deprive them of that then that's fine well listeners don't know what's good for them so <laughs> neither do we no we don't for ourselves or our listeners we're just stumbling along in the dark if anyone wants to be our mommy out there please send um, us no. what Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. All those slots are filled in my life, okay. so to speak. All right. Listen, here's what we're talking about today. So we got this wonderful listener question. Hello, Chava and Michael. Long time listeners, first time epistolary. Our question arises as we prep for Pesach. So that's how you know how old this question is. And are making up that ancient family recipe for chicken nidlach soup. How ancient is chicken soup in the Hebrew tradition? A cursory history seems to indicate that chickens were first raised in the Far East for cockfighting, then during the Hellenistic period were used for divination. Then someone, maybe a Jew, thought to eat them? What does the Talmud say about the use of chickens for fighting, divination, food, and demons having chicken feet like Baba Yaga's house? The healing properties of, quote, Jewish penicillin are now somewhat documented by science, a gift from the Holy One. Like the chicken crossing the Red Sea, may you get to the other side and experience freedom this Passover season. Mm. So, one, just a very sweet message. Two, I am really excited to talk about this topic because I wanted to talk about it when I got this question, and it's been in my docket for a while, but I just couldn't find the information I wanted about chicken soup. And recently, I found an academic paper that had a footnote that sent me to another academic paper that had the chicken soup information I needed. So we are going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about some other chicken anecdotes too. The thing about demons having chicken feet, I think 
deserves its own demon episode. We haven't done that many demon episodes, so I'm going to put yeah, that yeah, one to the yeah. side for now, and we're just going to talk about vanilla chicken, so to speak. Yep. And if you do want a really intensive primer on demons in Judaism, you should look up Throwing Shade. Yeah, you should go listen to Throwing Shade. They're great. I wish they were still making episodes. But yeah, I think their stuff is still online, and they do a lot of coverage of what's the deal with demons in Judaism. And it's, Yeah, exactly. It's very nice. Yeah. Steph, go listen to them. Okay, so we're just going to go through a bunch of random stuff about chickens. The pinnacle of this is going to be the chicken soup at the very end. And before that, we're just going to talk about a bunch of random shit about chickens. So the first piece of random chicken shit is from Shabbat 30B, where we read, and this is all, I'm not going to do any original text today because we're just covering a really broad amount of stuff. And I just didn't have time to translate it all. You know, it's the summer whatever. It's the summer, okay? Cool for the summer. Rabban Gamliel was sitting, and he interpreted a verse. In the future, in the world to come, a woman will give birth every day. As it says in the verse, the woman with child and her that gives birth together, Jeremiah 31, 7, explaining that birth will occur on the same day as conception. A certain student scoffed at him and said, that cannot be, for there's nothing new under the sun, as is stated in Ecclesiastes 1, 9. Rabban Gamliel said, come and I will show you an example of that in this world. And he took him outside and showed him a chicken that lays eggs every day. Okay, it's a stretch, but it's kind of cool. Like, I love what they're yeah. talking about. I love it. It took me a second to think about this because, like, chickens laying eggs is not actually giving birth. It's much more like having a period. Like, imagine if people had their periods, but then after you had your period, there was still a question of whether that period could be gestated into a y- child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, we don't know how long that egg is brewing in a chicken. I guess it's 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, if you you can look up a diagram of chicken egg gestation, but they basically have like a tract of eggs of like various progressions going through them at all times. Oh, okay, so it could be like a twenty like day little cycle. Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have a, like a the thing that comes to mind is like the electrons pushing against each other in like a copper wire. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when the electricity <laughs> wow, that, in a DC it's circuit. Not. Um, Not in my mind at all. I don't know. I don't know. Or, or, you know, maybe something's a little bit more relatable to our listeners, one of those ovipositors, you know. Yeah. If you're into that So I picked this one. Wait, did you miss that? Did you miss that? Sorry. Missed the splorching reference. (laughs) Sorry. Got to circle back to that Talmudic splorching exploration. (laughs) Hashtag Talmud has plagued. Hashtag splorch. Okay. All right. Keep going. Um, okay. Nothing more to be said about that, except that Robin Gumliel obviously had a thing for splorching. Yeah. I just picked this one because it was super fun. I don't know. There's some cool stuff going on here. Robin Gamliel proving this person wrong by the power of chicken and just like thinking about the chicken as like a really cool symbol of fertility and that they're just like fertile every day. Most chickens are just like, boom given birth if you adopt Rabban Gamliel's worldview. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. I I do think chickens get a bad rap for some reason. Oh, that's the next thing we're going to talk about. Oh. Bad chickens. Well, not really bad chickens, just chicken behavior. Next, we're moving on to Mishnah Bhavakama Chapter 2. We're talking about the category of trampling and basically civil damages for your animals damaging stuff. And it says... For what damage caused with the hoof is an animal deemed forewarned? Forewarned in this case means like you can reasonably expect this animal to 
mess shit up and therefore you're liable if it does because you should have taken precautions. So it's deemed forewarned regarding to trampling and breaking objects in the course of its walking. An animal is deemed forewarned with regard to walking in its typical manner and by doing so breaking objects. And then blah, blah, blah. A bunch of other stuff is said before we get to chickens. Chickens are deemed forewarned with walking in their typical manner and breaking objects, a.k.a. chickens are known to be breakers of shit. If your chickens break shit, then that's your problem because you should have known that they were rambunctious little bitches. Right, 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 right. And therefore, the owner should pay full restitution for any damage done by a chicken. However, if a string was tied to the chicken's leg as an indication of ownership and it wrapped around a vessel and broke it, or if the chicken was hopping in an atypical manner, then the owner only pays half the damages. Ah, okay. This is very interesting. Well, you know, this kind of makes sense. It's kind of like manslaughter versus murder, right? Yes, it's very much like that. I thought it was interesting. This Mishnah just feels very, in a way, descriptive of what people in Mishnah times' lives were like, in that I assume that people were breaking each other's shit with their chickens all the time. Like, I assume it was just a common occurrence that someone's chicken got into someone else's business. And I like imagining the world of the Mishnah as a world where just these lovable scamps are hopping in atypical manners all over the place. I think it probably was the case. I was reading about colonial New England and like one of the big legal issues that they were having was like pigs destroying people's gardens. Oh my god, pigs, pigs and goats are even worse. But yeah, my experience with chickens IRL has also been like, if there's anywhere you don't want them to go, they're like cats. They can sense what you want to forbid them from, and they gravitate towards it. Oh, uh, have you heard about chicken breeding? Like all the different colors you can get? Oh yeah, there's some beautiful chickens in the world. I just want chickens. I think I want chickens. Anyway, okay, continue. Yes, chickens are weird. <laughs> if you get chickens, you need to have really good fencing for your gardens. They will obliterate your shit. So what we've learned about chickens so far is that they're lovable, rambunctious scamps, mm-hmm. and that they're powerful symbols of fertility. Yes. Next, we are going into Kuritot 5b. The Gemara cites what Rav Ami says. One who desires to know if he will live through the current year or not should bring a lit candle during the 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and hang it in a house through which the wind does not blow, and he should watch it carefully. If his light continues, he shall know that he will live out his year. One who desires to conduct business and wants to know if his business will succeed or not should raise a rooster. And if the rooster gets fat and beautiful, he shall know that his venture will succeed. The one who wishes to leave on a journey and wants to know whether they will return to his home should enter a dark house. And if he sees a reflection of his reflection, he shall know that he will return and come to his home. And the sages say that this is nothing, aka one should not practice these divinations, as perhaps if they do, they will see a negative sign and become despondent which will in itself result in failure. All right. Interesting. Reflection of reflection. Yeah. The sages are a big self-fulfilling prophecy yeah, believers. I guess so. Which is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, they're all about positivity. The sages invented the secret. They're like, if you just put out a big, beautiful rooster into the world, a big, beautiful rooster will come to you because they're always busting into people's houses and breaking shit. So it's inevitable. So the listener asked about chickens as divination. So yep. we have chickens as divination here that if you want to know if 
you're going to be successful in business, you should get a rooster and the rooster will become basically an avatar of your business. And if it gets big, then your business will get big. And if it doesn't, then tough shit, I suppose. Do you have to like wait for the rooster to like get old before you start the business? Or can you run both enterprises at the same time? Unfortunately, the sages did not explicate okay. All right. the best way to run these simulations. The sort of side thing that I liked about this piece was that we have one sage who's like, here's a list of all the magic spells that I do, and you can't really call them witchcraft because I'm a rabbi, and so definitionally I would never do witchcraft, so these must all be kosher divinations. And the other rabbis come along in the end and they're like, yeah, but don't do them anyway because you might freak yourself out. It's like a Ouija board situation. Like, don't do it because you'll probably just summon some shit from beyond that you don't want to yeah, deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to do that. That's not good. Oh, you'll release demons. All your friends will be eaten in the cabin. It's not going to be good. It's true. So that's another thing about chickens in the Talmud. And now finally, we come to chicken soup. Oh, wait. Before chicken soup, I had one more completely wackadoo thing okay uh content warning for violence against animals this is from mishnah torah shabbat one if one needs the head of a chicken for an infant to play with <gasps> and he cuts off its head on shabbat even though his end purpose is not solely to kill the chicken he is liable since it's well known that it's impossible to cut the head off a living being and it live so basically what the Rambam is saying here is like, your intention matters with regards to doing prohibited labor on Shabbat. And so you might think, since you're not cutting the head off the chicken for explicit purposes of labor, mm -hmm. but instead for the joy of your tiny infant child having a fresh <laughs> oh chicken God. head to play with. <laughs> oh. I can just see it now, like Bandai Namco branded chicken heads. <laughs> You know, there is a, a historical example of a chicken surviving, having its head cut off. I feel like they survive for a while with it. I mean, they run around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean one that's like survived for years and years. Whoa, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, Mike the Headless Chicken. I'm not even kidding. Look it up. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't realize that's the direction this episode was going to take. This chicken, somehow they got, they got it in the spot where like it still had, you know, the brain stem or something. Whoa. So they just fed it with an eyedropper. Yeah, and well, that's fucked up. It's really fucked up. I'm sorry um, about that. All right. Well, yeah. So I just had to bring that because the idea of a delicious fresh chicken head as an infant's plaything. How could I not bring that in the episode about chickens? And now, with that tasty vision in mind, we can progress onwards to chicken soup. Finally, so this is the oldest mention, oldest Jewish mention of chicken soup that I could find. From Shabbat 39a, we learned in a Mishnah that an item that was cooked before Shabbat can be soaked in hot water on Shabbat. The Gemara asks, in what case would this happen? Rav Safra said, in the case of the chicken of Rabbi Abba, which for medical reasons was cooked so thoroughly that it would be completely dissolved. And Rav Safra said, one time I happened to come there and eat the chicken of Rav Abba prepared in that way. And if not for the fact that he gave me vintage wine to drink, I would have been forced to vomit. The Gemara relates that Rabbi Yochanan would spit from the thought of Babylonian kutach because he found it so disgusting. It's another food dish. Rav Yosef said, then we should spit from the idea of Rabbi Abba's chicken, which is even more disgusting to people from Babylonia. 
And furthermore, Rav Gaza said, on one occasion, I happened to come there to Eretz Yisrael, and I prepared Babylonian kutach, and all of the sick people in the West, Eretz Israel, asked me for it. So apparently not everyone finds it disgusting. So the Gemara is talking about the legality of soaking something in water that's already cooked on Shabbat. Like, would that count as cooking or not? If you got a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store, yep, and then you put it in a pot of hot water on Shabbat, is that cooking? The answer is no, and the example that we have is the chicken of Rav Abba, his famous dish, in which case the kick, the chicken, the kicken, the chicken is cooked so thoroughly that it has fully dissolved, which sounds to me like a chicken broth. Yeah, that sounds like a chicken broth. That's all I'm fucking saying. But everyone thought it was gross. (laughs) Yeah, well, they're they're losers and wrong. I mean, they they come from a place called Babylon. So, like, what are they? Right. Know? But that's interesting. So, do you think maybe chicken soup arose as a Jewish tradition because it was something you could kind of make from your leftover chicken carcass? Mm. And it doesn't really count as cooking. Yeah, I don't know because this sugya makes me feel like it was not widespread. The sugya makes me feel like it was not a popular technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on one second. Sam just arrived. Oh. I'll be back in a, in a second. Okay. <laughs> that was adorable. Oh, good. Yeah, Sam, Sam came over. Got it. Wow. Lots of happenings. Okay, okay. Chicken soup. <laughs> okay, chicken soup got invented and people thought it was gross. Yes that that's that's fucked up to me (laughs) i feel very existentially connected to soup Mm -hmm. chicken soup because my mom when she was pregnant with me she had a staph infection in the last month of her pregnancy and for the whole last month she was pregnant with me she could only eat chicken broth oh so does that mean that you were mostly composed of chicken broth yes the whole reason i did this episode is so that i could come out as a cis chicken so i am still a trans girl but i actually transitioned from chicken to girl you do have the attitude of like a cock you know I will hopefully one that is a prophecy of success in business. Definitely. Um, okay, but here's the thing. I have more to say about chicken soup. More okay, sources to bring. Give me the chicken. And this is the real this is the real shit. This is the recognizable shit and the shit that I had to work so long to find, which was like a reference, an old reference to chicken soup as Jewish medicine, which of course predictably came from Maimonides. So this first one is an excerpt from Maimonides on the cause of symptoms. And it reads, As far as possible, the meat should be that of hens or roosters, and their broth should also be taken, because this sort of fowl has virtue in rectifying corrupted humors, whatever the corruption may be, and especially the black humors, so much so that physicians have mentioned that chicken broth is beneficial in leprosy. Of this species, neither the old, which has attained two years, should be taken, and not the young, in which mucus is predominant, not the weak, not those force-fed, but rather the fattest among those that are not stall-fed. The manner of their management is as follows. The hens and roosters should be let loose in spacious ruins, wherein there is no dunghill or dirt, 
tended with cleanliness and constant sweeping. The food that they eat should be placed before them at the beginning of the day in vessels. It should be barley flour kneaded with fresh milk. It's even better if dried figs are chopped and mixed in with it. Sounds like a fucking delicious chicken breakfast. Wow. Food should be given to them only in an amount that fills their crops. Water should be given to them. After several hours, wheat should be scattered before them after soaking it for hours in water. At the end of the day, barley flour and chopped figs kneaded with milk should again be put before them. Chickens are eating better than me. In hens and roosters thus managed, we find the suet white and delicious. It cooks rapidly as possible, moistens the temperament greatly, and renders it moderate. These things have already been tested, and their value is manifest. Should repetition of the same variety become tedious, there is no harm in taking instead, on some days, francolin or grouse. As to the turtle dove, there is dryness in it. Although it has the unique virtue of kindling the mind, I do not deem the partridge suitable for our master because it causes the retention of stools. All right. I think Maimonides has some problematic relationships <laughs> with birds. So these chickens are living like princes, princes, princesses, princesses, having some fucking barley meal, barley oatmeal with chopped figs every day. Wow. Wow. Okay. So this is beyond free range, too. This is free reign of a yeah like this a, is biodynamic of a scottish ruined castle <laughs> exactly they should be like in some very aesthetic ruins they should have an instagram photo taken of them once a day with only the valencia filter used <laughs> maimonides obviously thinks chicken soup and just chicken in general is the shit that's the one thing he got right thank you maimonides <laughs> and that's the one thing he got right and he has more to say and then this will be the last source for the day. And this is from the medical aphorisms of Maimonides. Chicken soup that is boiled neutralizes the constitution. This is excellent both as a food as well as a medication for the beginning of leprosy and fattens the body of the emaciated and those convalescing from illness. Pigeon sucklings and all soup made therefrom have the special property of producing migraine headaches. The partridge, if boiled, causes constipation. If it is boiled in its skin, it loosens the stool. The hen and the rooster have even more powerful stool-loosening action. Maimonides further states that chicken sucklings, which is not possible, chickens do not suck or nurse, that are separated from their mother alleviate heat, which occurs in the stomach. Soup made from an old chicken is of benefit against chronic fevers that develop from white bile. And then he lists like literally 500 more different ailments and various types of chickens and like chicken life circumstances. Like this chicken should be like born in Detroit and then have been moved to like Egypt. And then it should have been fed only yellow foods. And that's like really good for heavy periods. Shit like that. I love it. So, uh, yeah, Maimonides was a was a big believer in chicken, the power of chicken soup. Okay, Maimonides was a chicken lover. All right. Okay. so, wow, Hava, I mean, do you think you're able to answer the listener's question? Do you think that uh, I mean, the listener's question was like, what's up with chickens in the Jewish tradition? I know it's true. And I don't think. Any one podcast episode could fully answer that question. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are a thousand more chicken sources. I didn't even get into the demons, right? So, yeah, I think I did answer the listener's question. I always knew this was going to be a survey of chicken hijinks. Now I only have to figure out whether to call this episode chicken shit 
I like Chicken Little, Chicken Run. There are a lot of good chicken puns. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Wow, Havo. You took me on a strange, sensual adventure <laughs> uh, that, you know, that pleases me that I'm now no longer grumpy. Right. That neutralizes your white bile. I feel like my white bile is totally... Totally neutral. It's completely centrist. It thinks there are good people on both sides. Yeah, you should <laughs> all learn about your white bile. <laughs> Oy vey. Uh, yeah, that's that's chicken hijinks, people. There's tons more chicken out there, and we'll talk about demon chicken feet sometime soon. But uh, I hope you all enjoyed that survey of chicken history. I guess the answer to the listener's question is like, yeah, there's a very old tradition of Jews consuming chicken soup. I don't know that we were in any ways the progenitors of that tradition. That is not clear to me from the texts. But that shouldn't stop you from saying that, you know, we were, you know, whatever. Right. It's never stopped any Jewish news outlet from claiming credit for a food or piece of culture. Yeah, the secret Jewish history of chicken soup, you know? That's what I should call this episode. It'll be our most popular episode if I do that. Yeah, it's true. We'd get baby boomers listening. Oh, my God. I'm sure we have some already. Yeah, we do. Much love to you, our baby boomers. Hi. Yeah, so I hope you, particular listener who asked this question, and also other listeners who joined in listening to it, all enjoyed this chicken run. We will catch you again soon in the patron episode. Yes. Shavuot, everybody. Shavuot.